episode 499. Thank you all for listening to episode 498, Hot Takes, part four, and the finale of Hot Takes. I am Gray, here with my co-host. Bear. On mute, Parrot. Sorry, bros. <laughs> Just like old times. <laughs> Reverend Cody Bryant. <laughs> Reverend Cody. Ah, so we're we're nearing the uh halfway to a thousand which will be our next episode episode 500 coming up and we're recording everything on monday because the holidays tomorrow and it's just easier to do it that way so we're doing that parrot do you work tomorrow yeah 6 a.m i gotta be there oh gosh awful you get holiday pay for that nope but he he has free reign to do what he wants he gets nice stuff yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not bitching. Is it? Uh, is it now like Prince Parrot's Palace over there? It's getting to be that point. <laughs> That's what we're calling this episode: Prince Parrot's Palace. Prince Parrot's Palace. Ah, <laughs> uh, I love it, Parrot. Well, that's good tomorrow, though. Tomorrow, I my only job is to get people off the uh, off the first tee within a manly manly time. Oh yeah, because you guys are probably slammed tomorrow. Every time, every everyone's booked up till like two o'clock. Good problems. So, as we uh, see how things go with El Parate and everything else, uh, episode five hundred, just to kind of give people an update from what we heard from Jeremy, it's going to be probably some Jeopardy, the password game, maybe Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, Family Feud, and the Duel. And uh, I'm hoping it's all of those because it's going to be Reverend Cody Bryant. And his trusty parrot against uh, Deacon Parrot. Deacon Parrot. Deacon Parrot. I like it. Deacon Parrot against uh, me and Bear. Still holding the undisputed tag titles for the past, uh, I don't know, three years. So we're probably going to do it. We'll see how many games Jeremy has, and then we'll uh, we'll just do best of three or best of five, whatever the games are, and go from there. It'll be fun. Tell them things longer than Roman Reigns. Yeah, hell yeah, we have. <laughs> So, and we're going to talk about Roman Reigns here in a bit as we talk about wrestling. But first, thank you to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Songs by Wes. Thank you to All Work Clothing. Visit allworkclothing.com. Mention Overline Podcast. Brandon will hook you up with that merchandise deal. Speaking of merchandise, me and Parrot will be at the uh, country concert this Saturday selling for a couple of the artists. So if you're bored and in Fort Loramie, Come check out the merch stand. And if you mention over the line podcast, we'll give you a shirt. So, I, like I like it too. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you to Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Give Sean a call. 419-704-5471. Serves the Toledo and surrounding areas and not. Albany, New York. The capital of New York. I love it. Thank you to uh, Sparty Steve. Also, thank you to Paper Denim Art. Go to Facebook, Instagram, Paper Denim Art, and look up the artwork that you may want and put in a request with Danny. She will hook you up, give you a great deal on her uh, her artwork, and she does a great job. She does other things. She has other artwork out there, but she will do some personal ones for you. I know I have several of them, and uh, she just finished my T-Swift and my, my Lucifer, and she's got a few others going. I know Parrot's got the old Space Jam, which is awesome. And uh, we got several people that have uh, some of her pieces. So get out there, check out Paper Denim Art, get some artwork from Danny. And last but not least, Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. And make sure you get to datingtransformation.com and get that free consultation from Connell when you mention Over the Line Podcast. And in the meantime, get to amazon.com and buy Connell's book, Dating Sucks. 
but you don't. So uh, I, I would like to, before we get into our sports, I would like to thank my friend and partner uh, from the PGA Tour, Tony Finau, for missing the cut to help me and letting and then i just noticed that dub, you dub jumped you and now we got dub coming in hot so as we go into golf what happened this last week at golf ricky fowler finally won for the first time in four years um he's been playing good golf though so it's it's been a time of coming um thought he was going to choke again after having a third round lead um had a terrible drive on 18 um, hit an amazing shot to like eight feet, makes his birdie to go into the playoffs with Colin Morikawa and Adam Hadwin. Um, and actually Morikawa had about a 10 footer for birdie on 18, which would at the time he didn't know, but would have shut out the tournament um, that he just missed on the top side, go to a playoff, Fowler birdies the first hole, Morikawa and Hadwin do not. So Ricky Fowler is your rocket mortgage champion. And it's good to see him in the winner's circle again, man. He's been playing really good. Um, and one more thing too, they're, um, they're the open championships at Royal Liverpool, where I think it was 2016 or 15, whenever Rory won there, Fowler was actually second, lost to Rory by two strokes there. Um, and they're both playing some really good golf coming up. So maybe this is Ricky's other chance to get himself a major kind of like he was close to at the U S open. So good to, good to see Ricky get one, um, for us. So yeah um gray with justin thomas shoots three over the first day i was like well he's done and Finau shot even and i was like well i just need a three under from him um through nine he was sitting on the cut line at three under and then bogey two of the next three which pretty much killed my hopes there um needed him to make the weekend to catch back up get my 11 so uh that's okay a little blip on the radar still need now i just need to win by 20 this week um, but Dub with uh, Sung J.M. getting himself a 24 and sneaking into second place. Um, Cody with Nate Lashley, who we picked since he just decided uh, not to show up until this week, um, with a 56. And uh, Parrot with Keegan Bradley at a 21. So solid. Um, and we're going to the John Deere Classic this week. You thought they had a whole bunch of birdies last week. You're going to get even more this week in Illinois. Um, Pretty easy course, been on the tour forever. This was one that Zach Johnson dominated. He won like three out of four back in like the mid 2000s or mid 2010s. Um, but he does not do, he does not dominate quite anymore, but I'm sure he'll still be playing this week. So, Gray, 30.2, you're leading the way. What you got this week? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to just, <clears throat> doesn't look like there's a lot of top guys playing this week. There so, I'm just going to go with the favorite. Give me Denny McCarthy. They finished 11th here last year. Um, I'm sorry, finished. What did he finish here last year? He was somewhere around there last year. Yeah, because him and Russell Henley are the favorites, and Henley finished 11. Um, <clears throat> Dub is obviously he'll make his pick sometime later, but I am going to go with the dude who's been on fire here lately. So I'm sure he'll miss the cut. <laughs> And I will type it in for you, but um, he's an up and comer, I think from Sweden, uh, Ludwig Aberg. He's been playing some solid, solid golf. And um, I think he just finished where he just finished. He just finished like top 20. I want to say, where was he? Oh, he should, he had a bad weekend, um, but ended up top or ended up tie 40th here at uh, rocket mortgage, but shot 65, 67 the first two days. Kids got firepower. Um, first year on tour, 
So um, I'm going to take him this week on a on a pretty easy track here and uh, hope he can get me a top 20 while uh, Danny McCarthy gets you a 40th. Shut up. Hey, I didn't say <laughs> Mr. Cut. I thought that was nice. Yeah, that was kind of nice, but still, you're catching up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to watch for Dub here. Uh, yeah, I know. I, that idiot comes out of nowhere. Parate, where you at this week? Give us your top three golfers because we know that you're going to name three of them you already picked. Yeah, that's true. Adam Hadwin. You already took him. We talked about this last week. <laughs> Eric Cole. Wait, did you take Hadwin? He did. Yeah, you did. Because he, he's gonna he tried to take him last week too. <laughs> and he would have got a second out of it, but he already took him. Eric Cole, you did not take. That's a good I've never pick. heard of Eric Cole. He's been playing really he's a rookie too. He's been playing really good. It's a great pick. Uh 33 to 1 going off. He's like the 10th favorite. Nice. Cody? Um, he wants to keep picking for you because we've gone seven weeks in a row without a miscut. <laughs> hey, all right, we'll get. I might. Uh, okay. I know, right? How about um, Adam Shank for you? I was just actually getting ready to pick Adam Shank. <laughs> yep, perfect. Yep. Adam Shank, it is. Yeah, great golf name. All right, or <laughs> after he shanks it. I was about to say, and Dub, Dub will get his pick in. Uh, what, what do we got left? We have uh, eight weeks left. Eight weeks of uh, golf left. So we're getting down, getting down to the nitty gritty. It's going to be like every fucking year. Somehow I'm going to lose to Bear. I already know. So Dub, it's not even going to be me. It's not even going to be Dub. It'll be you. It's always you that wins this. No, I don't. I, I think I lost. Or do you win NASCAR? NASCAR, yeah. I should win golf. Yeah, last year I fell apart. Give me Chase Elliott, Rex. Cost me the championship. Cool. Yeah, let's see. Last year, yeah, last year I finished third. Huh. You dominated. 25.8. Dub had 35.3, and I was at 36. You didn't have a shot. Oh, so I won quite handily. 40.2, and Parrot was at 42. So, yeah, you won handily last year. So it's good that it's a tight race that we got going on. I like it. I like it. And um, coming on to the show for our the hell, that's an interesting background. What is that, Jeremy? I have no idea, to be honest. Ooh. I was having some technical difficulties. Sorry for the delay. No, you're good. We're in 499 anyway because we got to finish this one up. But I'm like, what's cool. that interesting logo he's got in the background? Yeah, I don't. It's a default, I guess. Nice. I like it. Well, we just talked about golf. Did you watch golf last week? I did not. I heard it was very exciting, though, with the finish. Well, since you're here, uh, do you have a random pick for this week where nobody really top guy is playing? I know I'm putting you on the spot. I know. <laughs> um, who's uh, who's Parrot taking? Uh, who do you take? Eric Cole. Eric, Eric Cole. Bye bye. I have faith in Parrot, so I'm going to go with his pick. Attaboy. <laughs> I like it. All right. So switching over to NASCAR, um, we had the Chicago race. I'll let Bear talk about this uh, quite a bit, but um, pretty interesting race. They go out there with the rain. Yeah, we're going to race, knowing that it's a course they've never done. The turns are sharp and thin. <laughs> like, saw a lot of wrecks in the beginning. But after that, it was fun. 
Yeah, race was wild, man. Um, it was really good. I didn't even think they were going to get it in. I mean, it was they were literally racing toy boats on pit road. There was so much yeah. water. <laughs> Chastain's team. And then just out of nowhere, it just all clears up, and they got the track dry enough, which in a road course they can race with uh, treaded tires, which is what they did to start. And about uh, 20 laps in, they put the slicks on as the track started to dry off. There's a little bit of struggle with it. Um, they were supposed to race 100 laps, but ended up racing 75 because NASCAR decided to change the rules mid-race. Um, yeah, that was weird because I was looking at DK. I'm like, I thought it was 100 laps. <laughs> yeah, um, and obviously that absolutely screwed me because Christopher Bell was dominate, I mean, dominating the race like no other. He took over the lead from Tyler Reddick. Um, I think on lap five or six and led all the laps until like 28 where they ran some pit stops and um, he ended up getting the lead back after a couple laps where he wasn't leading. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I get it. They had to do it because it was going to get dark, but they, I mean, guy, there were literally like five people that pitted right before they announced that it's just, it was a terrible time for NASCAR to announce that. And the guys obviously that pitted, uh, Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, Justin Haley, those guys are like, oh, yeah, well, duh, we knew it wasn't going to finish. Well, there's never been a time where NASCAR hasn't has done this. Like, they just haven't, right? They let you race until it's too dark, and then they red flag it, and they end the race. That's how it always happens, which is okay. what these other guys were thinking was going to happen. So pretty much you got a whole bunch of people on a much better pit strategy. Um, and not to make excuses because, um, the winner Shane Van Gissenberg was not on that pit strategy. He had to race his way back up, SVG. But, but he also wasn't involved in that melee of a wreck that just oh, dude. stopped traffic. Stopped like it, everything. It actually looked like it was Chicago. I'm sure yeah. it like a Chicago, um, anytime, probably at about well, five o'clock. You, you mentioned real quick, you mentioned Kyle Bush. He finished what fourth, right? Fifth. Fourth or fifth, but remember, remember earlier in the race, he wrecked and he was stuck in the tires. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and I saw him up there in fifth. I'm like, oh shit, he came back. But yeah. you know who, you know who I realized cannot race that track, Bubba Wallace. I'm like, what is this dude doing? <laughs> Coming in hot in every turn. Him, him and Noah Gragson were just god awful bad. Gragson wrecked into that turn six, I think five oh. or four or five times. Um, yeah, that was. That was pretty brutal. But um, yeah, after the after the strategy, Justin Haley was leading him and Chase were a little lower on tires and he was holding off Elliott, man. I mean, Chase is probably the best road course racer um, on circuit. Right. And he was holding them off. But you can see what Haley can do with the lead. Um, and it was good to see. But uh, at the end of the day, SVG. Shane Van Gisenberg from the what is he in the what they say the champion? Oh yeah, he's in the champion. Yeah, yeah. Whatever the and, champion, he's like, he's got eighty wins there. I mean, and, he and he's a three-time champ. Yeah, he looks so good running that race and just looked very comfortable. Now, I we talked earlier today about well, I'd like to see him on an oval, right? I mean, right. I'm not saying he can't race an oval, but there's so much more strategy involved. In well, like they said, like what he races in. It's just it, like Dale Jr. That's why I love listening to Dale Jr. Because he knows his shit. And he's like, it's so comparable to NASCAR, like especially the next gen car. Yeah, it's not an F1 guy coming in here, right? I mean, right. these cars that he's racing are similar. They're they're not a huge, they're a difference, but they're not a huge difference. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it was awesome to see him win. I was, I was happy to see it. So really cool. Um, and it was Again, I think it was great. I, they, I just saw that they said it was the um, the, the highest NASCAR-rated uh, TV appearance in six years, I think, is what it said. It was Daytona back in, what is that, 2018, 2017? That's awesome. 
Yeah. So highest rated NASCAR event since uh, Daytona, the obviously the opening race of 2017. So a long time. And that's not just NBC. That's NBC Fox. It's everything. So a pretty crazy. Good thing they got it in. Um, The weather cleared up at the right time. Just just some of the things that were said. So on Twitter. So Brad uh, reposted what SVG put on track walk, you know, when he was walking the track and it said, Brad said, I'll be honest, didn't know who he was when walking beside him Saturday a.m., but I dang sure do now. Nice win. And then going down, Logano had an amusing thing. He said, whatever his name is, Van Berger, I don't know, Hamburger. He's fast. That's all I know. He rips. <laughs> he was fast. He said uh, he was faster everywhere in the corner, center of the corner, off the corner, in every corner. He made us look like a bunch of fools. A foreigner came in and kicked our butt today, so we have work to do. Yeah, Chase said that uh, he's probably going back to all his friends in New Zealand telling him about the amateurs that he raced and all that. That was pretty funny. And I guess Kyle Larson and there's somebody else. I can't remember who it was. Uh, maybe it was Hamlin. Um, I can't remember. Um, right after the race, went to um, went to the victory circle and congratulated him, met him and congratulated him. So. And he was just such a cool guy on the mic. You know, he's got the New yeah. Zealand accent. He was just so nice and appreciative. And they asked him, hey, uh, what about coming over here full time? And he said, one more year. Yeah. So, yeah, he's got a contract through. Um, they said it would be 2025 that he could race in NASCAR, is what it would be. And he would have a, he would definitely have a fan base, especially if he keeps coming in here and racing some of these road courses. Yeah. And, um, like, like you said, Kyle Larson, who's very versatile when it comes to cars, he said it was so fun to watch when he got to my back bumper, I felt like I pierced together a really good section. I thought for sure I'd look in the mirror and I was going to be like two car lengths or something in front of him. And he was glued to my back bumper. And I was like, Holy shit, this guy is flying. Yeah. And you saw, I mean, that whole sequence, you and I talked about it this morning with him and Haley, like just, just fun to watch when it It was was a dry track. It was good, clean racing between both of them. And I mean, it would have been fun if Haley had the same tires because it would have been a really good battle, but Haley's tires were just not good enough. Um, and it's nothing to do with his skill or the way he, he just, his tires weren't good enough. It was simple as that, or Justin Haley would have won the race. Um, but yeah, it was, it was cool. It was great to see and good for him, man. Um, he gets to take the big check and, um, it's really, you know, it's really good for, it's good for the rest of the guys because not, he's not in the playoffs. So (laughs) there's still an open spot in the playoffs to where if Justin Haley would have won, he'd be um, in. It's that spot. So yep. that would have really screwed over, like not screwed over, but it really would have hurt like a Chase Elliott and some of those guys who are fighting for playoffs. He still needs to win. And uh but I mean he still came out with 34 points. So yeah, he, he's he's moving up. Yeah, he's moving up big time. Um, let me see if I can find and just while you're looking for that, Larson kept going on, put on a show, and it was cool to see, and I think. When a guy like this can come in and kick your ass at your own game, it shows how we all have room to improve. I'm curious what he thinks about us. He obviously passed a lot of us, so I'm curious if he thinks we all suck or if we would actually like compete if we weren't really that bad. And he later commented, I'm sure if it was an oval, it would be the other way around. Uh, yeah, I think that that's what I'm saying. I think it would. Um, I, again, I would love to see him race on an oval and see what he can do, but you never know. Dude could race. Um, so that was cool. So yeah, your, your updated playoff standings right now, you got Byron in first, Truex in second, Kyle Busch in third. Now this is based off of rank for, I'm not doing um, yep, yep. position, just based off of rank with the playoffs, uh, Chastain in fourth, Kyle Larson, fifth, Denny Hamlin, sixth, Christopher Bell, seventh, Ryan Blaney, eighth, 
Joey Logano, ninth, Tyler Reddick, 10th, and Ricky Stenhouse, 11th. Those are the guys who are locked already into the playoffs because they have won. You have Harvick sitting in 12th, Kozlowski 13th, Busher 14th, Bubba 15th, and Ty Gibbs sitting in 16th right now. Um, Where's Chase? Chase is in 24th, 55 points back. So he's Plus definitely in striking range. If he keeps, yeah. I mean, if he keeps knocking down 34 point weeks, he's going to be there quick. Bowman's 26 behind. Justin Haley's 45 points behind. AJ Allmendinger's 24 points behind. I mean, there's a lot of racing left. <laughs> your your Dubs boy Chase said SVG will tell all of his friends how bad we are. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what I said. <laughs> that was absolutely hilarious. Um, but yeah, I, you know, this is. This will be an interesting uh, run here over the next. Let's see how many races. So, yeah, so he races supercars, by the way. So he won supercars. the title. He won the title the last two years, twenty-one yeah. and twenty-two. Dude, dude's dominant. Um, eight races left, so we got eight golf tournaments left. We have eight races left until the playoffs. So, um, still plenty of time for these guys to uh, get a win. Uh, I'm sure we'll see more multiple winners coming up here. But I mean, like I said, we all know. Watkins Glen is a that's Chase's track, so we'll see if um, he can get it done there or not. But with that being said, um, this week Gray did have the best finish with Chase Elliott getting the third. Parrot had Ty Gibbs with a ninth. Eric Jones with a sixteenth for Dub. I had an eighteenth out of Christopher Bell and Cody got a twenty eighth out of Tyler Reddick, who was our pick, who also was up there and fell into the bad strategy. So updated standing, I'm sitting at 14 even. Parrot is in second at 15.8. Gray in third at 16.6. Cody in fourth at 17.6. And Dub in last at 18.1. We are going to Atlanta Sunday night. Quaker State, 400, available at Walmart. (laughs) That's their sponsor this week. Um, And I'm leading the way. So uh, here, hold on real quick. Yeah. So SVG last year in supercars had 21 wins. Whew. Yeah. In 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31 starts. He won 21 times at 31 starts. That's it. That's insane. Well, he's, he's one for one right now on uh, <laughs> absolute right now. Absolute insanity. Just, just an FYI, that is absolutely insane. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, I mean, it's 100% nuts that that's what he did, but good for him. See how he does when he comes over. Yeah, yeah. So Atlanta this week, our um, friendly neighborhood super speedway again. Um, man, this is a... Uh, this is going to be a tough one, but I think this week I'm going to go a little bit off the rails and the radar here and try to save some of the bigger drivers um, down the line. I swear to God, if you do the same thing I'm doing, I'm going to. I, I about guarantee I'm not. You probably don't even know this dude's racing this week. Um, I'm oh, going. With, I'm going with Cole Custer. He's racing the 51 for uh, Ware Racing. Cody Ware finished 25th in this um, in the spring race. So I'm going to go with old cold Custer this week. Custer's racing the next three weeks. I don't like him at New Hampshire or Pocono in the wear car, but in Atlanta, he's died. He's been absolutely roasting these guys in Xfinity. I think he's got four wins this year in Xfinity. Um, so yeah, give me the 51. I'm going to try to save some heat before uh, the playoffs. So I'm going to go with cold Custer this week. Cold Custard. I'm going to go with Ty Gibbs. Well, it's not your pick, it's Paris pick. 
pick. I'm still picking Ty Gibbs. And as the third place person, that it needs to be deleted. Parrot's muted. He didn't hear it anyway. He missed a shot. He's still eating. Leave him alone. Have I taken Brad Kozlowski? <laughs> you have not actually. From one for one today, Parrot. Nice. Out of out of goal. B2K. Except it's B6K now, right? Yeah, it used to be B2K. I like it. Cody. Dinner making Cody, Reverend Cody. Yeah, I'm gonna go with somebody yeah. he already picked. Probably is, huh? Dale Suarez. You have not picked him. All right, just because you got the sponsor. Maybe some home cooking. <laughs> Daniel Suarez going in. And Jeremy. I like Kyle Larson. Well, there you go. Because the last time you took Suarez. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, the only one you can't take is Suarez. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Darn it. I was going to take him, too. <laughs> I like it. He let me down this week. Let me down this week. So picked the wrong ninety car. Should have went ninety one, not ninety nine this week. Yeah, no shit, right? The um, but did did pick him in DK, so that was good. Didn't get me anywhere, but that's all right. He did. He did win me money on bet three sixty five with my two dollar bet. I dropped out on him, so I'll take it. Absolutely. The um, so Jeremy, first off, as we go into wrestling, did you watch wrestling this past weekend? Uh, I did not get a chance to, but I did hear quite a bit. It sounded like it was pretty good, actually. Yeah. So going from the bottom up, no surprise to us. Uh, well, uh, let me give you what happened first. So Dub got three, Bear got four, Jake got four, I got three, Cody with five, Peapod with three, Bear is ahead by four with 64, myself with 60, Peapod 58, Cody 55, Dub 52, and Jake 41. So first match, Gunther beat Matt Riddle. That was no surprise to any of us. We all took Gunther, and uh, he moved forward. So he's moving on. He's still going up, still has their, that record going, just adding on to it. So um, nice to see that there. Next match, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez beat Ronda and Shayna because Shayna turned her back on Ronda. So thinking that's going to be gearing towards a SummerSlam matchup is the way it looks. Um, we'll get back to the next one because that was the main event. So going top down now, the men's money in the bank. We all thought it would either be Logan Paul or L.A. Knight. It was neither. It was Damian Priest. We have been talking about when are they going to push Damian? Oh, apparently it's going to be now. Um, but you could see as we were talking in our group text, L.A. Knight is so over. It is ridiculous how over that guy is. Yeah, and I did not. I, I was uh, I was at the lake this weekend, so I did not see any of this. But from what you guys were saying, so I heard and I saw some clips um, and I, I, I noticed that quite a bit as well. Um, but I almost like you said, I almost knew I kind of felt like it was going to happen. They want us to think it'll be Knight or Paul. And what happens? It's somebody else. Not sure I would have guessed Priest, but because I don't I just don't understand what the appeal is with them. So. It's a good in-ring performer. Yeah, um, that's 
not a draw like that doesn't get you anywhere doesn't draw the you know the heat like logan paul or you know the attraction like la Knight. which la Knight in that match and cody can talk about this too like there was very several times when you could see he was kind of flustered almost botched a few spots came off the ladder you know fell over at one point i'm like i think he's just too excited and anxious in this because he knows he's big shit now and um but he still looked good. It was just there was a few times where he was kind of like off the mark compared to everybody else. I don't know what Cody thought about that. Yeah, I mean, it was just I think this is his, uh, you know, kind of his first chance to kind of show what he got. And then, but you know, it's kind of kind of sucks for him that they put him in a multi man match to show that though. Right. And you know, you can't. What kind of chemistry can you really build up in a match with seven guys? So hopefully they don't hold that against them. But I mean, you know, WWE is a spiteful organization. So they just might and we'll never see LA Knight and something again. Just because of something, you know, small or stupid like that. But you gotta give them credit where credit's due. When somebody's that over, they usually don't fuck it up outside of, you know, Bray Wyatt. But Well, I mean, look how long it took for them to wake up to Daniel Bryan. Yeah, true. <laughs> valid that's valid but they put the title on him um, right right and the other thing here so the spot of the match was obviously that spot with and i still can't figure out how logan paul and ricochet pulled that off because you know they're hanging on the rope like it, the ropes between their legs and they flip off and go two times further than sting did on a full jump and to the second table and busted i don't know for example cody this too because this is where i give logan credit how he was able to flip that, protect himself, and still land on that table and make it look good from how he was sitting on the rope. I'm like, how in the oh, hell yeah. did he just do that? Oh, yeah. From the way he was on the rope, he probably should have, you know, broke his broken neck. or separated something. Yeah. And he flew off and landed on it beautifully, ricocheted too. And it's like, man, Sting can't even jump from one spot to the next. And not yeah, his thing is also old enough to be their granddad. Well, he <laughs> is, but there's no fucking reason that Sting should be jumping from that. I was, was going to say, I was going to say that too. Like, there's no reason. And they couldn't even break the table that. that was already broken with a broken yeah. leg. Because they, over, <laughs> right. they jumped over it. Well, no, they jumped yeah. before it. The the guys on Sting. Because that, that table oh, was yeah. the second table. I thought you were talking, <laughs> about, yeah, thought you were talking about the other one. Yeah. Well, the other guys jumped over yeah. that table. Yeah, no, yeah, they missed it. Yeah, they went over it. And it was still it was still a fun spot, but yeah. either way. But that's all also happens when you make somebody come in and wrestle after their shift working security at the the Nissan dealership down the street. Oh boy! Oh boy! Who was working security? Oh, Grandpa Steve oh, yeah. in that jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we'll we'll see. <laughs> Uh, the the next match, the women's uh, Money in the Bank ladder match, EO Sky won, and Cody and Bear got that right. Nice to see her get that. Um, it was all right, you know, it wasn't too bad, but EO Sky came out the winner. Cody Rhodes against Dominic Dominic Mysterio. So Cody could have six right now, but he said old Dom. He switched his pick. The Dom. I, I shouldn't have switched. Yeah, I guess. What was that? More of a squash match than anything, huh? Yeah. Uh huh. Wasn't really expecting that though. Got to make them big still, right? Yeah, I guess so. We, it, I mean, it was still a good match for it to be a squash, you know? I mean, people, they do not like Dominic. Like, he gets that heat. But 
I don't know. It, it would have been a nice. Uh, it would have been a nice little SummerSlam match, you know. Something to do because I don't think Brock will be back for that. Yeah, doesn't sound like it, but heard it's possible. We'll see. Um, Seth Rollins beat Finn Balor. We all had Seth, and then the main event. Uh, so this was the it was Bloodline and Usos, of course. Good storytelling; they all work well together. And um, it was interesting to see that Roman took the pin first time in three years or since mm-hmm. 2019. He's taken a pin. Nuts! Very wow. But yeah, I mean, it has to happen eventually, right? But he's letting it happen with his uh, with the. The Usos, you know, who, by the way, who was the last person that pinned him? The Usos. Yeah. I it was Jimmy. Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy? I think so. I can't remember. It was it was one of them, but so his last two pinfalls have been the Usos. So overall, it was pretty fun, but, um, you know, we'll see over time what happens with the story, how they continue to tell it. It's like, all right, when's this going to run its course? It's got to be soon. I would think. All right. So in the NBA, uh, we had what Dame has requested a trade from Portland. And and people are actually okay with it because they should be. We got young guys coming in and Dame just wants to go somewhere and win a title. So um, what are they saying? 76ers have a big shot. He wants to go to Miami though. And, um, but he has to warm up to Philly. They said, Utah, it has the capacity to trade picks because they got like 97 first round picks. So Jeremy, I don't know how you feel about that. I like it. You just might have to come off of one of your 97 picks or like five of them. I like getting Collins for Rudy Gay. That was a nice trade. Yeah. Yep. If there's even more of a boring place than Portland, Oregon, like Jesus Christ. Salt Lake City, Utah. What did Dane do to the organization? Like, no, you know, he played co- he played college uh, in Utah, didn't he? So at Weber State. So come back home, be, Dane. Uh, that that should have been a trivia question because I would not have been able to tell you. State was. <laughs> I knew he played there. I couldn't have told you. Put pointed out on the map. They're like, nope, I'm good. Right. I thought Weber State was somewhere in the Midwest. Yep. I would have guessed Iowa or some shit. Right. <laughs> the, uh, but, you know, they said Boston has an opportunity too, but they'd have to come off of Brown. Um, fine. Good with me. Um, get somebody in there that averages 32 a game. Yeah, so what? So then he takes away from Tatum? I mean, what do you guys want? <laughs> You're going to lose. It's a lose-lose situation. Just get the ball Tatum. off of Tatum. It won't happen. It controlling won't happen. Tatum, the whole time. Tatum is the franchise they've already they've already gone around that. He's scared to shoot. Sometimes. Tatum? You think so? Sometimes he's scared to shoot. Yeah, he's scared to shoot because he goes 0 for 15. No shit. I'd be scared <laughs> to shoot too if I can't make it. And I'm getting paid $90 billion to shoot a basketball. So I'm saying get somebody like Dame, take over the game. They need somebody at the point. Right now it's going to be white, which fine, but if they not- lost their leader in smart. If you want, if you want Lillard so bad, I'd trade Tatum. Keep Brown with Porzingis. That team has a better chance to win than Tatum, Lillard, and Porzingis. Write it down. Put it on paper. I Make think it, a, a healthy Porzingis, so I think puts them over the top. 
but he's got to stay healthy. He's got to go to his. He's got. He's got to play like he did last year, but not get hurt. Yeah, I thought that was a great pickup for them. All right, we ready to do a quick NBA rundown? I got it. This is gonna be this is gonna be rapid fire. You ready for this? Go. Malik Beasley to the Bucks. Mason Plumley stays with the Clippers. Torrey Craig to the Bulls. Anthony Edwards signs a five-year rookie maximum that could be $260 million for the T-Wolves. Tyrese Maxey sounds like he's staying in Philly. Don't know about Lillard. Corey Joseph going to the Warriors. Justin Holiday going to the Nuggets. Lonzo Ball going to some disabled, disabled player exception list. Never even heard of that before. Lonnie Walker the fourth going to the Nets. Cody Zeller and his bald ass head going to the Pelicans. Eric Gordon two year deal going to the Suns. Great replacement for Chris Paul. Um, <laughs> Miles Bridges sounds like he's going to stay with Charlotte. Um, he still has ten games on a uh, domestic felony domestic violence charge that he'd have to serve, but that would be it. Patty Mills um, going to the Thunder. Uh, Jordan Clarkson staying in Utah, three-year, $55 million deal. Jeremy, what do you think of that? I love Clarkson. I was very excited about that. Kid can shoot, man. He gets hot. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Sabonis staying with the Kings, five-year, $217 million. Um, Dante Exum didn't even know he was still in the league with the Mavericks. Dante DiVincenzo going to the Knicks on a four-year, $50 million deal. I uh, can't pronounce his name. We're going to pass on that one. Kenyon Martin Jr. going from Houston to L.A. Russell Westbrook signing with or re-signing with the Clippers, excuse me, on a two-year, $8 million deal. Uh, Rockets get Jock Landale from the Suns on a four-year, $32 million deal. This is my favorite. Like, these guys, Jock Landale had, like, one good playoff game, and he just got a four-year, $32 million deal. Unbelievable. Friggin' well, eight, $8 million isn't a, a lot in the NBA now anymore. <laughs> For a no, dude that played eight minutes a game, fuck yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why. I mean, then let me give you this: Dylan Brooks, four-year, eighty million to the Rockets. So there you go. Yeah, that was that was Ooh, crazy. That was That's crazy. what I mean. Is he, <laughs> eight million doesn't look bad when that dude's getting twenty. But still, Damn, who's his agent? Cavs, <laughs> uh, two-year, five million dollar deal with Ty Jerome. Uh, Dwight Powell staying with the Mavericks. Damian Jones traded from the Jazz to the Cavs. Just pretty much to take his contract, I assume they're going to release him. Lamelo Ball, two hundred sixty million dollars deal, five year. Mo Wagner, no, Mo Wagner staying with the Magic. Austin Reeves staying with the Lakers, signed a four year max extension. Sounds like he's going to go fifty six million dollars over four years. Yeah, he didn't get as much as I thought he would get though. But you said Lamelo got fifty two a year, right? Yeah, Lamelo fifty two a year. Wow, fifty two a year. Um, Obi Toppin going from the Knicks to the Pacers. I love that because Toppin is a beast and he was just sat on the bench with Knicks forever. I think he's going to do well in Indiana. The Bucks. Re- How about this one? The Bucks re-signed Brooke Lopez two year, $48 million deal. He's getting 24 million a year. <laughs> so I mean, perspective, that's, that's like no money anymore. What's that biggest contract? What's the most that somebody can make in a year now? Or that they are making in a year. I think 50, right? Isn't LeBron making 50 this year? Well, Lamelo's getting Lamelo's getting 52. Yeah, Curry was yeah. at 53, I think, last okay, year. So maybe it's more. Yeah, I think it's a uh, percentage of the cap or something. I don't know if it's like actually actual dollars per year. Okay. I think there's uh, such a some percentage of the cap that they could eat up. Um, Pat Beverly signing with the 76ers. What's D'Angelo. he getting? Like 30 million? Um, it does not have a money, only a one year deal on here. Uh, Dan D'Angelo Russell re signed two year, $37 million deal with the Lakers. 
Um, the Heat signed Thomas Bryant from the Nuggets, two-year, $5.4 million. Um, another name I can't pronounce, signing with the Thunder, Velase Miacic, uh, three-year, $23.5 million. No idea. Um, Damian Lloyd's preference is to be traded to the Heat. That's what it says. Yeah, so speaking of Dame, Dame's getting 45 this year, then 48th and 58th and 63 in 26-27. God damn, someone's got – how are they going to pay that with Jimmy Butler there? So, so that's the biggest contract coming in 26-27. And then Jokic is 59 and beats 59. That is insane. Jokic, he, he, how many horses can he buy with that money? Whew. <laughs> no um, Reigning EuroLeague MVP, Sasha Venzikoff, uh, three-year, $20 million deal with the Kings. Jackson Hayes signing with the Lakers. He was the eighth pick in the 2019 draft. Max Struess traded to the Cavs in a three-team trade. Cavs got rid of Jetty Osman. Um, hurts my feelings. I love Jetty. He was awesome. And Lamar Stevens. And stupid ads going off. Stupid do, you, ads. do you know who Darius Garland is? Absolutely. He's up there, too. He's going to make $34 million this year. Yeah, Garland is the Cavs point guard. He deserves it. He's great. Um, Desmond Bain and the – this one's hilarious. A five-year, $207 million max contract, Desmond Bain. Great role player, but $207 million? I don't know. Tyrese Halliburton signed, re-signed with the Pacers on a five-year max deal, $260 million. Uh, Victor Oladipo traded from the Heat to the Thunder. Monte Morris traded from the Wizards to the Pistons. The Grizzlies signed uh, Derek Rose. So now I don't know if you saw that they now have Guns and Roses on their team. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> seen it, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Uh, Denver Nuggets re-signing Reggie Jackson, DeAndre Jordan. Um, Celtics agreed with O'Shea Brissett, solid bench player, good for Boston there. Um, Nets, I'm sorry, the Mavericks agreed to a two-year deal with Seth Curry. The Raptors get Dennis Schroeder from the Lakers. Cody is relishing that because Dennis Schroeder sucks. <laughs> Cam, and Cam Reddish signs with the Lakers, which I like. Fred Van Fleet oh, signs Jesus. up. You know, like, <laughs> you're talking about a bench player, man. Cam Ryder's is solid. He can shoot. He got, 80% of the roster is bench players. He, well, yeah. I mean, he's a bench player. with. He shouldn't have been a bench player, but he should have been starting in Atlanta. Simple as that. Um, Fred Van Fleet, three-year, $130 million deal with the Rockets. Rockets spending a lot of money. Lakers sign or re-sign or we is it re or we or hi or why or Hachimura three one million dollar deal because he had uh, one good game one good game uh, one good two good games actually two good games um, the Heat signed Josh Richardson and re-signed Kevin Love Herbert Jones stayed with the Pelicans four year fifty four million dollar deal the oldest name dude's got to have the oldest name in basketball Herbert Jones oh, come on man. Um, Shake Milton going to the T-Wolves. Joe Ingles to the Magic. Gabe Vincent to the three-year $33 million deal with the Lakers. <laughs> I didn't even see that. That's funny. Uh, Trey Jones re-signed with the Spurs. The Nets um, agreed to an extension with Kevin or Cameron Johnson. Excuse me. Chris Middleton, three-year $102 million deal, staying with the Bucks. Jacob Podol um, staying with the Raptors on a four-year $80 million deal. Kyrie Irving staying with the Mavericks. God, Luca's got to hate that. Three-year $126 million deal. Cavs signed George's Nyang. Uh, Portland Trailblazers re-signed Jeremiah Grant, five-year $160 million. Nuggets Bruce Brown goes to the Pacers for two-year $45 million. Speaking of having two good games and getting money, that is wild. 
Kieda Bates Diop going to the Suns from the Spurs. And Kyle Kuzma, four-year deal, $102 million to return to the Wizards. Uh, Dre Mon Green, four-year, $100 million to stay with the Warriors. Karis LeVert, two-year, 32 to stay with the Cavs. And where is Jordan Poole? What did he get? What did Jordan Poole get? Traded. Uh, no, I, yeah, I <laughs> where he's at. I think he got traded to uh, the Wizards, I think. The Wizards, that's right. It was the Wizards. I was looking for it. I couldn't find it because pretty much everything else is about normal, and that was like the last one. Shit, they did Jordan Poole a solid. Like, he already got a title. He got his money. Now he's going to D.C. And, oh, my God, I don't know if any of you guys have been in that D.C. metropolitan area. Whoo! It pays to be single in that area. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully, uh, no one gets knocked out um, in that area. So, oh, that's right. Um, it was the one that the Wizards picked up Chris Paul and uh, traded him to the Warriors for Jordan Poole. That's what it was. <laughs> the Warriors also sent a protected 2030 first round pick and a 2027 second rounder in that trade. Good grief. Um, yeah. So there you go. That's um, all the basketball stuff. So about as quick as I could do it. But NBA and NBA is uh, ramping up. If we cared more about hockey, I'd go over that. But we don't have all day. No. And baseball will make this quick. The Rays lead the AL East by five and a half over Baltimore, nine and a half over the Yankees. The Twins at 42 and 43 are technically tied with the Guardians at 41 and 42. Uh, in the central in the west the rangers are three ahead of the astros five and a half ahead of the angels in the national league your best record in baseball atlanta braves hotline cody's team are nine ahead of miami and 12 ahead of philly in the central mealy took over cincinnati by a half a game and six ahead of the pirates and then out west, the Diamondbacks are three ahead of L.A., three and a half ahead of the Giants, and 11 and a half ahead of the Dads. So that's your baseball preview. So as we uh, go into this, Parrot, I need you to tell me, am I reading the left or the right side? You are reading the left side. Which means that Bear is reading the right side. Bear, we're going to go all the way to the early prelims. Yeah, I mean, first card, right? The UFC 290 this week, by the way, in Vegas. No um, no random-ass card. 290. Decent card. Not my favorite, but decent. Yeah. So, uh, first match of the night, lightweight bout. Hailing from the United States as an underdog, Camula Kirk. Um, from Argentina, he is facing Esteban Rebuff, Rebovix. Rebovix. Vix Vapor Cream. Got it. <laughs> In a flyweight bout, another underdog hailing from Australia, Shannon Ross. And from Mexico, the favorite, Jesus Aguilar, or Jesus. And in a bantamweight bout from South Africa, Cameron Simon. And from America, we got one Terrence Mitchell with no face. <laughs> In a light heavyweight bout, a favorite, kind of a heavy favorite, from Brazil, Vidor Petrino. Uh, facing off against the uh, Polish pride, Marcin Pracino. Pracino. In a catchweight bout from Japan, Tatsuro Tara. Um, 
I don't even know how the hell this is a catchweight bout if they haven't even weighed in yet. That makes no sense. I don't either. Um, fighting from Mexico, Edgar Chirez. Chai Chirez. And uh, as we get, so that's the early prelims. Now getting to the, uh, this is the prelims, right? Coming yeah. here. This would be the mid-afternoon prelims. Yeah. <laughs> I see how far this guy's dropped. Light heavyweight bout, your favorite from Australia, Jimmy the Brute Crew. Yeah, 14th ranked, um, facing off against, from the United States, Alonzo Menafield, who I want to say was, like, in professional football or something. I thought he was. Yeah. In uh, a women's strawweight bout, heavy, heavy favorite, minus 400 from Mexico, Yasmin Yaragua. Facing off against, from Brazil, Denise Gomes. Okay. <laughs> in a welterweight bout, from Australia, I feel like everybody's from Australia. From Australia, Jack Della Maddalena. Uh, yeah, facing off against another. It uh, doesn't even have a country. By it. there's no face or country. I don't even know where this dude's from, but it's a uh, Josiah Harrell. And in a welterweight bout, looks like the main sure. of the prelims. Underdog from the United States, Robbie Lawler. You know, ruthless was still fighting. Yeah, going up against the United States, Nico Price. And to the main card in a middleweight bout, Ooh, minus thirteen hundred. I have not seen this 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 high. Wonder why it's so high. Bo Nickel because it's Dana's boy. True, he's the one that taps people out like once they get to the ground immediately. Um, yeah, going up against from the United States, uh, Treshawn Gore, Gore, Gore. In a lightweight bout from the United States, your favorite at minus two fifty, Jalen Turner. Going up against from New Zealand, Dan, I am not a hooker. <laughs> from New Zealand, also SVG. And no shock here in a middleweight bout from Australia. Coming in at minus 410, number two in middleweight, Robert Whitaker. Big favorite over um, the underdog here, uh, Dreykus Duplace from South Africa, the number five ranked middleweight. I, actually, this main card is solid. Did yeah, not, it is. Did not, did not see that coming. In a flyweight title bout, coming in as your favorite at minus 195 from Mexico, Brandon Moreno. And the number two ranked flyweight, um, plus 165 underdog from Brazil, Alejandre Pantoja. So your main event, featherweight title bout, I, are, are they both, um, is neither one the champ, they're just in spirit since they're both holding the belt? can't remember why i want to say ah oh shit i can't remember because neither of them i think volkanowski moved up maybe yeah i think yair rodriguez is the champ in featherweight and volkanowski's moving up maybe i can't remember i don't know i thought volkanowski so speaking of which so main event from australia again Alexander Volkanovsky. I'm shocked this isn't in Australia. Yeah, facing off against from Mexico, Yair Rodriguez. Should be a good bout. Um, let me look this up and see why Volkanovsky and well, I think he is the featherweight, but he yeah, he jumped up to lightweight and lost at 284 to Makachev. And so he jumped up and lost that, but he's still the featherweight champ. So he must be interim. They most both must be interim. Yeah. So 
Volkanovski is the featherweight champ. Uh, Yair Rodriguez is the interim featherweight champ. So that's why. So that's why they're fighting. You're right. He moved up, lost, um, but never lost his featherweight belt and wasn't going to. It's kind of the same as Izzy. You know, when he moved up, lost to uh, Jan Bogovic and came back down. Pretty mm-hmm. solid card. I won't see any of it, but it's a pretty good card. Um, I'll probably try to watch some of it. Cody, who you got? Volkanovski or Rodriguez? Um, man, this will be a toss up. I, I think it'll probably go. You know, I go with Volkanovski. That's I mean, Rodriguez is solid though, but I don't know. I mean, you can't hold Volkanovski's last fight against him. I mean, his last fight, he fought up a weight class. Mm-hmm. And before that, he hadn't lost in 10 years. Right. So, you know, you kind of go with prior practice. And he lost, what was that in that light, uh, the lightweight? That was a decision, one, uh, unanimous, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but it I, it was a lot closer fight than what it should have been. I think it was, uh, it was one of those bullshit sort of. Um, those we don't want him to have two titles. Cool. Yeah, well, the score made it look worse than what it was. Yeah, it was also, I think, one of those to set up a rematch down the line type decision. Because didn't didn't he fight Islam? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, he was, like, smiling when Islam was trying to do anything on the ground because he couldn't move him. But they said that he was getting controlled, so that's why they made it, like, a four-to-one decision or some shit. Yeah, yeah it was something. Outrageous. Well, I never, I never trust those judges to begin with. Uh, yeah, but either way, I'm going with Volkanovski. Barrett, who are you going with? I'm going with Volkanovski. And Jeremy? Uh, this is sort of like when Parrot has to pick a pro wrestling match. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I guess I'll go with Rodriguez. It's Why not? Why not? I like it. I was going to say, my... Um... Hold on a second. Let me pull this back up because I want to throw in a really quick, really quick parlay. Oh, damn it. I clicked the wrong thing. What an idiot. What um, a- I like idiot. That. <laughs> uh, a little little parlay action. Um, it's going to be sloppy, but Bo Nickel, Volkanowski, and Brandon Moreno. Boom, boom, boom. I don't like the Hooker and Jalen Turner fight because Hooker can knock anybody out at any time, even though I think Jalen Turner is way better. He's just – Dan Hooker's got that sick left that can pop any time. So, I could try to stay far away from that. Perfect. All right. As we wrap this thing up, anything else from sports or wrestling or anything for this week? Anything from the peanut gallery? Parrot, you got any – Information for the week. You always have good stats. Where's the stat of the week, Parrot? The stat of the week is it's 4th of July. It's my favorite holiday. And uh, I'm excited to celebrate it. How many oh, hot dogs do you eat tomorrow? He, he's going to eat a few. But Parrot, you know, since it is your holiday tomorrow, did you see that Kid Rock saw his shadow? So we have six more weeks of fireworks. That's all that matters, man. <laughs> All right, Parrot. That wasn't, that wasn't a shadow. That was just a stank. 
Well, uh, well, that's good. Well, it's been a, a fun 499 episodes. We're getting ready to hit the clip on the next episode, episode 500. Jeremy will be returning. Thanks, Jeremy, for hopping on in the middle of this show uh, to give some picks with us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Looking forward to episode 500. Tune in. It'll come out. This It's Monday right now. We're recording on Monday. Uh, this episode is going to be out Thursday, so you guys will hear this now on Thursday, the 6th, and the episode 500 will come out on Sunday, July 9th. So tune into that. We're going to be playing some games. It's going to be the defending reigning tag team champions of the world, Bear and Gray. It's been like three years against Parrot, or sorry, Deacon Parrot and Reverend Cody. So tune in on Sunday. Thank you all. Thank you to Wes Anderson. Thank you to uh, Crandall Squatty Landscaping, All Work Clothing, Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com, Sparty Steve, and Paper Denim Art. As always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Make sure you light off your fireworks to make Kid Rock feel good. Don't shoot your eye out, kids. Six out of ten. Oh, go ahead, Jerry. (laughs) Parrot, be safe. Don't lose a wing. And they're done now. We don't need that to happen again. Oh, no. (laughs) Six out of ten of y'all are going to wake up on uh, Wednesday with seven fingers. Got them JPP fingers.